0: I've always been called a tomboy, but I never really gave the word much thought until the other day when I decided to Google it. And apparently it means a girl who enjoys rough, noisy activities traditionally associated with boys. (laughs) However, if a boy wants to get involved in anything vaguely feminine, then he gets called a sissy. And both of these words leave us questioning our identities and provide us with absolutely no positive reinforcement whatsoever. I first started getting involved with rough, noisy activities, traditionally associated with boys, (laughs) also known as playing football, when I was eight years old, and I'd play with the boys who lived down the same street as me. The first primary school that I went to, I played with the boys and it was completely fine. It was like girls and boys playing football at break and it was completely fine. And the second primary school that I went to, no one played it was just the boys in the playground and so in my Chelsea shirt and my flared jeans with flames down the side I decided to stroll over and get involved and then from then it was all right. My friend Sophie and I were the first girls to represent the school in the football team and I don't remember ever feeling unequal I just remember having this Urge to be as good as I possibly could be, and I think this was natural competition, it wasn't inequality. We joined Wittentown Youth, and this was the first girls team that we ever played for. There's nothing comparable to that feeling of walking out as a team and prepping as a unit, and you walk out into the fields feeling nervously invincible. Sophie and I have been friends since we were eight, and she was, and I tell her, she would still be a lethal striker. I played right-wing, and together we led a ridiculously strong attack. She would take free kicks that would be impossible to save, and I would occasionally take a corner that would tuck into the top of the net quite nicely. We continued to play at secondary school, and we were lucky to be there at a time when the teachers were really adamant on girls getting involved with playing sport. So being an all-girls school, this mainly meant netball and hockey. But we were very lucky to have Miss Feneroli who was as obsessed with football as we were. And with her leadership, she led a really great squad. When you're part of a team, it's really taught me the importance of supporting one another. When you feel part of something, then you keep it in your life. And you feel committed to it, passionate about it, and drawn to it and how it makes you feel. Having others around you has that unspoken understanding and mutual drive for the same outcome. Put your hand up if you've ever played a team sport. (laughs) Okay, keep your hand up. Put your hand up if you've always wanted to but never have. I can no longer tell who put their hand up first and who put their hand up second. And that's because if you have a mutual drive to get involved in sport and get yourself active, you're just as equal as the people who are already doing it. We are constantly asked whether we consider ourselves to be team players and we say or tick yes because we fear inadequacy. Yet when we're at school, we're nothing but team players because we're in PE and we're playing together and whatever. And then once we leave school, that importance is shifted and when it's no longer deemed important. Sport England found that in 2014, 1.9 million more men than women played sport on a weekly basis this figure has dropped to 450,000 since then which is great but we can get it to zero i wanted to hear from the women and girls themselves so i conducted a voluntary facebook survey of which 195 women and girls from 10 different countries responded to my questions i found that there's a misalignment between grand scale advertising campaigns like this girl can and everything that nike and adidas do and they're amazing at getting people hyped up and really excited about sport, but then everyone's kind of, okay, what next? Like, what do I do? And our problem is not the desire to get active and to get involved and to play sport. The problem is fear of inadequacy. The only way of resolving this fear of inadequacy is by remembering that or committing to acknowledging our own achievements, big or small, And also those of the people around us. Remembering that everyone starts playing something or starts doing something at the beginning and no one is born talented. We all seek a sense of belonging and that comes with who we surround ourselves with and our community. Being part of a team is having that collective ambition to achieve something great and being able to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are in order to adapt as a team and create the strongest possible outcome. This picture is from the annual exhibition match that we have at Griffin Park. I play for Brentford Women's FC. These girls and boys are from the Community Trust Programme, which is an initiative started by Brentford. As well as this, I coach football every Saturday to boys and girls. And I think of the 60 kids that come on a weekly basis, only about 20 of them are girls. And two of the girls have cried to me about comments made to them by boys in their classes, who are exactly the same level of them as football, saying, why are you here? Girls don't play football, etc. I don't need to go on. And I've told them that they can prove that they are equal simply by continuing to come and train and just keep playing football. And in doing that, you are a footballer just like they are. And both of these girls have continued to come week in and week out, and I'm truly proud to see them carrying on. But they are three and five years old. How is there already bias about girls playing football at the age of three and five, and where does that come from? If we continue to let these children run around with only the names of sportsmen on the back of their shirts, then we are continuously layering that glass ceiling over and over again, year after year, and we're not providing them with the brave mentality that they're entitled to have. If I played with Horton on the back of a Man City shirt, I reckon only a handful of people would know who that is. But even in UEFA's Equal Game campaign from last year, the incredibly talented female football player is wearing Messi on the back of her shirt. How do we expect an equally respectful future if we don't acknowledge equal representation? Halftime is an online community built with the purpose of inspiring women and girls to get active and remain active. We've built a support network and community where people can read about others, read their stories, and feel inspired to tell their own. We're not setting any standards. We don't believe in standards. We just want people to enjoy activity and just play in team sport as much as we do, and we want as many people getting involved as possible. I co-founded it with my good friend, Carrie Addy, and we met on the UAL women's football team. The season I joined, Carrie was the treasurer alongside Leah, and they had a great committee, and they were committed to having brand new players as well as long-standing players to create a mesh of talent that really represented UAL on and off the field, and it truly was glorious. The following season, I became captain, and I ended up sharing the role with my friend Anna, who is a fellow player, because it came at a time where I'd taken on way too much stuff, and I refused to admit that I'd taken on way too much stuff. So I continued to try and keep doing all that stuff. And then I had to step back. So thankfully, Anna was able to step up and I was able to step back and focus on bettering my mental health. And sort of I ended up getting signed off work and deferring my year of uni. But I continued playing football and being part of the team. And I've truly never felt so committed and so attached to a team in my life. It's hard to express how it feels having that sort of support on and off a field. Like it's, There's a profound understanding and level of respect for one another that I've never felt anywhere else. My entire sense of identity and strength has been built through my involvement in sport and I honestly refuse to accept that any girl and any woman can still think that they're not entitled to play sport as much as boys are and this is why I continue to coach football. Sexism is not just within individual sports themselves, it's deeply, deeply ingrained within our societies and we can change this. At the end of it all, we're all here for an uncertain amount of time and it seems so pointless to me to spend any of it worrying about anatomy or inadequacy when all any of us want to do is just enjoy ourselves. 2018 has already seen so much coverage of women's sport and it just seems like it's our time to fuel the momentum that's already been created and eradicate this fear of inadequacy for good. Thank you very much.